Want to be a CEO? It's a tough mountain to climb. I'm finding out how to get there and what to do once you make it to the top. I'm Michael Thompson, and this is Three Peaks Leadership with Philip Levinson. Now, if you happen to miss our last episode, then stop, go back, have a listen to it, and we'll meet you back here shortly, because it's definitely worth catching up on first. We looked at one of the biggest issues in corporate Australia, diversity, but there was much more to cover than we had time for, so we've invited our guest back again today. But first, I'm joined, as always, by Philip Levinson, CEO, CEO mentor, and the author of Three Peaks Leadership, How to Make It as a CEO and Beyond. Lev, g'day. Hello, Michael. Now, we were joined last time by Samantha Martin-Williams, who has an extremely impressive CV, as she's currently a non-executive director of the Newcastle Permanent Building Society at Newcastle Airport and the Supply Chain and Logistics Association of Australia. She's also on advisory boards for the University of Newcastle and the Salvation Army. Samantha, welcome back to Three Peaks Leadership. Thanks, Michael. One of the conversations that you and I had that I really enjoyed was your description of the dangers of micromanagement, which is such a trap. You can either be too hands-off or too hands-on. Can you, for the listener's benefit, just talk about what the dangers of micromanagement are through your eyes? That environment, I'm sure that many of us have been in an environment either as a you know, middle manager or a leader or, or may find ourselves in that environment, but it's just smothering. It becomes smothering, particularly for people that have been brought into a role to realise their potential and maximise that on behalf of the company and it just becomes really smothering. And you lose a lot of your top talent. Your top talent just goes and and, and it doesn't necessarily emerge overtly in your exit survey about why this top talent went. It just starts to leak and they they move on elsewhere. So it's an absolute stifling environment for morale and, and, and in terms of creativity and innovation, it really starts to limit any creativity and innovation. So... I think some really important questions for, for leaders that, you know, maybe have a propensity to sort of micromanage, um, you know, rather than be involved in strategy, they like to proofread presentations. You know, a good question is why is the presentation more important to me than, than the strategy? So that, that level of self-reflection, that level of openness to go, okay, you know, at my level, this is sort of not right. You know, you know, I need to be able to delegate and I need to be able to trust people and what's not there for me at the moment. So I think self-reflection is really important and often getting, again, sort of some feedback and, and a third party can can do this well for you as well is, is, is ask others in the business about your propensity to lead. You know, what are they what do they enjoy? What aren't they enjoying about your leadership? And and often a third party can can get some information, both qualitative and quantitative, that really helps you reflect and set your goals, reset your goals about why it is you're micromanaging. And it, it may, may be maybe something you're unaware of and it, and it might be something that you just can't let go of if you if you're not a good delegator and you haven't had a good experience in the past with letting stuff go. But I think then sharing with your employees the fact that, you know, you're working on this, you want to be communicated with in a particular way, you're not going to get involved at this level and can someone sort of 
you know, safely give me a bit of a check if I do become too involved in this level and, and, and just a bit of a slow step back, not a, not a quick step back because sometimes that puts everyone yes. in a really volatile situation, but a slow step back and often, you know, a good third party that keeps on reminding you about, you know, what is your true north really helps in that situation, but being open, honest and clear with your employees about what you're trying to fix as well. Great. So third party, is that, is that if I may, the board of SAM? Or is that? Yeah, look, that board keeps on getting bigger for me. There's lots of informal and formal coalition that are willing that, that certainly I draw on in many different ways for guidance, insights and advice. But yes, yeah. And, and often it's not that group, Lev. It's someone totally different that I think, you know what, I need a bit of a challenge. Someone has recommended to me that this particular person would create value in this particular way. And, and that board of SAM becomes, you know, one or two or three bigger. Great. You've mentioned delegation a couple of times and Michael introduced you with a list of your achievements and current roles. How important is delegation to you to enable you to do what you do now and what you want to do in the future? I I think that everyone each day, whether they're in the workplace or not in the workplace, is rebalancing goals and tasks and priorities. And that rebalancing and recalibration is sort of a consistent piece in my current career and has been in my past career, as I'm sure it is for most people, whether they choose to be in the workplace or choose to be in a different environment. So, you know, I like I like that stuff. I like going, okay, well, you know, yesterday I seem to have got that right, but today I need to think about reprioritising this. So that means I'm going to have to let go of that. Hmm. And how do I get myself prepared to, to let go of that particular item and how do I set others up for success in letting that particular item go? What what do I need to be clear about? What do I need to share? What does the other person need so that they are also getting some guidance and insight that they need to be the best that they can be? So it's, it's, it's iterative, it's consistent, and you need to be, all parties need to be clear. Yeah, so it's communicating why the item's been or issue's been delegated and what the outcome that is expected is and then leaving them to do it as opposed to continuing to look over their shoulder, which I think, as you say, is very disempowering. Exactly, and continuing to check in with them about what their needs are at the beginning. You know, they might say, you know, I'd like you to just check in to see that this project's going well or, you know, I need to leave work this afternoon really early because I've got something going on personally. Is that okay? You know, so sharing early and clearly things that you know that might come up and then having some open space, some clean air for that unplanned stuff as well. You know, if you're that tightly wound in the planned stuff, you, you then have no room for the unplanned stuff. And as you, as you both know, there's, there's loads of unplanned stuff coming into the pipeline. So you do need a little bit of clean air to ensure that you can deal with the unplanned stuff in a real constructive way as well. Yeah, absolutely. I read somewhere not long ago that one of the, the key signs of a of a micromanager and a poor delegator was that they would shut down the ideas of those around them in in the executive team or just others as well that they that they worked with that they would reject any ideas that they hadn't come up with personally mm. and i think part of it was this whole idea of if you want something done right you've got to do it yourself and you've got to come up with it with it yourself 
I suppose how important then is it in order to create that environment where you are able to delegate and people understand why you're delegating, but how important is it then also to be open to other people's ideas and to create that almost psychological safety where it's a safe place to come up with ideas with your colleagues and know that if it's a bad idea, look, it probably won't be acted on, but you're still okay to uh, to do it. It must be a big change to try and make that adjustment if you are in fact a micromanager. Yeah, look, I think that question around why am I micromanaging? What's driving me to micromanage? Why do I think that I'm the only one that can do this project well? Why am I thinking that way? That reflection on your own behaviour, Michael, is is key. You've got to have that reflection and that self-awareness from the get-go. Otherwise, you you really don't even know you're micromanaging. To be able to unpack why you're doing it. And why, why, why do you think that you're, you're going to be better than someone else at this is really important, I think. And that's where the feedback comes into it. And you've got to be open for feedback and sort of unpacking that feedback so that you can start to break down what are your preconceived ideas about, you know, why you're leaning in all the time, even on things that you shouldn't be leaning into, particularly if you're a CEO. You know, you don't, you don't want to be leaning in frequently on you know, proofreading items when what you should be leaning in on is stakeholder engagement, the board and strategy. So, you know, I think reflecting on your behaviour and then being open for some feedback and then accountable, setting some goals and being really accountable to do something about it and sharing that with your employees, it really does help build trust. It takes a long time, I think, but it really does help build trust and, and they can help you be accountable for the goals that you're setting yourself as well. And I think if you don't do it, the board and others will see this talent leak in your business and, and think, well, why, is, why is that happening? Why is that, really, you know, that terrific person now going to the competitor? You know, there'll be metrics in your business that are indicating there is a micromanagement problem at a particular level and um, reflection on your behaviour and, and some feedback is a really good starting point. Yeah. I mean, distillation is self-awareness. It's receipt of constructive criticism well. I mean, I think there's nothing worse than trying to constructively criticise someone and them taking it completely the wrong way and it becoming a major issue. And, and all you've really tried to do is to say, look, you're doing okay, but you could do a lot better if you thought about this, this and this, and it becoming, you know, pistols at dawn outside the HR office. Uh, so it's delegation, it's self-awareness, it's reflection. I love the concept of clean air. In one of the podcasts, we talk about crisis management. So when you start your day at eight o'clock and you look at your diary that's full up to six, you don't have time for a crisis. Uh, but unfortunately, crises don't necessarily tend to wait until you've got time before they befall you. So I, I think it's great insight to take that, that clean air and, and use it properly. You know, where are we heading? What am I doing? Why, why am I feeling this way? And also contacting and, and being open to the board of you, the board of Sam, and also the the unsolicited feedback you might be getting on on how you're handling what it is that you're that you're doing at the time. So we, again, we've come back to this whole concept of giving yourself time. And if you're micromanaging, then there's no way you can you you can do that. I think that you know that process helps you sort out what's critical for you to be involved in and what's not critical for you to be involved in because in a crisis or if you are really feeling under the pump for a particular reason, you, you know, you feel like everything's critical. 
Yes. But giving yourself some air and in summary just having a look at what don't you need to be involved in is a really important process to go through. Yeah. I used to sit in meetings and, and look around and think, am I adding value here? And more often than I care to admit, the uh, the answer is a resounding <laughs> no. And I learned to get up and say, look, guys, I think everybody's got this sorted. Tell me if you need help. And, and I'd leave. It caused enormous issues in the first instance. Oh, he's not interested. You know, he's not paying respect to my views. But after I'd explained it a number of times, uh, it was more, I trust you. I've come into the meeting. I've taken the temperature. She's got this absolutely under control. I don't need to be here. Samantha, thank you very much for joining Three Peaks Leadership today. Michael, my pleasure. Thank you. That was Samantha Martin-Williams, an experienced non-executive director and chair, a business advisor and former CEO. Every episode, Lev, I think we're getting a little bit closer to putting together the ultimate CEO. And today we can cross off micromanagement. So, so we've definitely achieved something. Look, make sure you've hit subscribe or follow on your podcast platform so that you get the next episode as soon as it's released. And while you're at it, pick up your copy of Three Peaks Leadership, How to Make It as a CEO and Beyond. Jump onto Booktopia, Dimmix, Amazon, basically anywhere that you can order books uh, to, uh, to get yours today. I'm Michael Thompson, and this is Three Peaks Leadership with Philip Levinson. Thank you, Michael.